everyone, Craig Dunkerley here and welcome to the Beyond Growth Show. I'm here with the always lovely Claudia Harvey. Hello everybody. The Beyond Growth Podcast is a podcast for everyone who wants to increase their wealth and success. Craig and I are business owners and investors that share our insights into building wealth and we introduce you to expert guests. And we use the three pillars of possibility, which include emotional support, business strategy, and financial understanding to help our listeners and viewers with their goals. Very nice. Really looking forward to this one. So how are you doing, Claudia? I'm very good. Thanks, Craig. Really, really good. It's now springtime yes. and we're in Toronto and we've finally seen buds on the trees and it's, it's lovely. So I'm yeah. very good today. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. One of my favorite times of year where we're in spring and heading into summer. Well, it's re rejuvenation and it's coming out of hibernation, especially here in Toronto and in Canada. So it's, it's a lovely time of the year, it really is. So Craig, who's our guest today? So today's guest is Dr. Patricia Daly Light, an award-winning author and artist. Patricia was also selected as top author of the year for 2016 by the International Association of Top Professionals. Yeah, and I heard about Patricia during one of our IOATP networking events. We were down in Las Vegas oh, to travel again, but we were down in Las Vegas at the end of 2019. And I remember hearing about Patricia as this amazing author. So I'm so thrilled that we are able to have her on our show because she has written so many books and in different genres as well. Yes, yes, so many books. You know, how many books have we written? I know it's nowhere near what Patricia has, but how many have we written? Maybe four or five? Together? Well, yeah. I mean, we've written, each of us have written a couple like independently and we've been in books as well. Um, and writing chapters and books. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I think well, I think we should collaborate on a new book. What do you think? I think so. And I, I think the podcast with um, Patricia here is going to be very inspirational. So maybe we'll get right into that after. I'd like that. So, but everybody remember, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube and Spotify channel. And please comment and click the bell for any updates to videos. And we are now on iHeartRadio and Stitcher. So please follow us there and subscribe. Yeah, and, and before we continue, Claudia always likes to start off with something positive. And so I do. What do you have for us today, Claudia? Well, today, I think it totally matches the guests that we're going to have on. Patricia, um, did you know that there's a National Creativity Day? I did not know that. Well, there is, and they created that. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's so it, funny. It's this Sunday, and I think it's a perfect reminder for all of us who want to be creative. Um, I was saying to our producer, Carmen, just before we came on, that I think everybody has some creativity in them. And it's really, it's sometimes it's suppressed based on our lifestyle. And I think we'll probably get into that a little bit with Patricia, because she's going to talk about creativity. Yeah, and you know, we are so busy. Everybody's so busy these days. But I'm going to make a note that this Sunday, I'm going to do some <clears throat> painting, oil painting with my daughter, and we'll see what we can create. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I know the two of you have a blast when you do your oil painting. So <laughs> yeah, we do. I'm we sure do. it will be a great Sunday afternoon. It will get nice and messy. <laughs> yes. Let's bring on Patricia to tell us what creativity really is. Hi, Patricia. Thank you for Good joining us. Thank you. Oh, it's, it's lovely having you with us today. Thank you. And where are you joining us from? I'm actually down in Florida now. Oh, lovely. I'm very 82 jealous. degrees, hot and sticky. <laughs> oh, you know what? As all the viewers and listeners, they know I love heat, so I'm very jealous. <laughs> well, come down and visit. I will do. We'd love to. We'd yeah. absolutely love to, Patricia. All of you are invited, and we'll 
Be sure to bring a, a carrot for the horses. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So we're really looking forward to uh, today's session with uh, you, Prajisha. You've authored so many books. Can you tell us how you got into writing and did you study for it or it just came to you? Okay. Well, the story is that actually when I was at Bishop's School in La Jolla, California, I wrote for Sahadika, sees all, hears all, thinks it knows all. And that was the beginning of my writing. And then at Vassar College, I wrote um, but I went to live in Europe. Uh, my mother died when I was only 18, and I finished my second year at Vassar and went to Europe and studied at the University Catholique de Louvain and got my degree in uh, philosophy, Thomistic philosophy, and then I went to live in Paris, and then I went to Rome to meet my only living relative on my mother's side, and then I came back to the United States, and my first job was at the Evening Star newspaper in Washington, D.C., and I was supposed to answer the phone and the reporter would be on location with some catastrophe. And I was supposed to write down whatever it was he was telling me and make an article. But I kept having to make them repeat themselves. I couldn't understand them. And it's not that I don't speak English, I do. But they had Southern accents. And I had been speaking French and Italian for three years. And I couldn't, and I said, I, it, so they took me out of that job. So my first real job was, ready? Obituaries. Oh. Oh. Okay. And it was really interesting because I got to meet the people. I got to meet the families of the loved one who had passed. And I started writing obituaries as my first job. And that got me started in really being interested in people's lives. And that got me to my philosophy, which is history as biography. And that's where it all began. Then I went to La Jolla, California, where I grew up as a child. And I was asked to write well, articles every week for Beach and Bay Press, La Jolla Village News on the history of La Jolla. And so it was like being back in college. Every Friday, I had to have a finished, polished article for the newspaper. And as a result of that, a publisher came to me and said, can you make a book out of these articles? And right. that was my first book, La Jolla in Celebration of Its Past. That is amazing. What a journey. Like, what a journey. One thing leads to another, to another, to another. Yes. Do you, did you find writing obituaries, you had to be extremely careful with your words and choosing your words very carefully? Yes. 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 Definitely. Wow. And I went into neighborhoods that I'd never been in before in Washington, D.C., and it was very interesting. I met some wonderful people, and it opened my eyes to other lifestyles that I had never known. Wonderful. And um, do you find you, like you've written many, many books. And of the 10 books that you've written in different types of genres, which yes. is the most challenging? Well, tell us about the genres that you have written about and what is the most challenging to write about? I've written nonfiction, historical fiction, short stories about animals, the history of La Jolla. Uh, two different publishers asked me for two different versions of that. Um, I've written Myth, Magic and Metaphor, Journey into the Heart of Creativity based on a class I conducted in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, I've written a memoir for a lady who was 98 years old when she asked me, Helen Holt. Helen was an extraordinary lady in 98. And talk about scary. <laughs> you know, I want to make sure I did it right and got it quickly done. Right. And she lived to be 102. And she oh. I did, and we published her book. And that was, that was quite an interesting experience. Um, I'm looking at my books over here. I have a book about my great uncle William. 
the first American canon of St. Peter's who represented the Knights of Malta to the Holy See. Wow. I wrote, I wrote about him. So that's history from the personal perspective. And he never shared it with me. So it wasn't until after he died that I did the research and was asked to write the book. And uh, oh my, he never told me. But what I found out was just extraordinary because he served the troops in World War I and he was called the Patriot Priest of Picardy when he returned to Washington. And he was paraded down Pennsylvania Avenue. Then he went back to Paris to help people who were surviving the trauma of World War I. He went back to Paris. He spoke five languages. He grew up in Europe. And um, so he went to school in Austria. So he spoke German. He spoke Latin, of course, because it was a Jesuit school. Um, he spoke French because it was a long diplomatique, so everybody had to speak French. My mother and grandmother used to speak to each other in French, so I had to learn it with my ears as a little kid. <laughs> and I did. Wow. wow. It sounds like it's taken you on many experiences. And you just that was a phenomenal uh, little story there about writing that book. So was that your favorite book to write, or have you had one or others that have been more enjoyable. What's your, what's your, the most enjoyable? Oh, that was not exactly what I call enjoyable when you're right. researching the letters that he wrote to his sister, who was my grandmother from World War I. Those letters wow. are in the archives at Georgetown University. Wow. And you try reading the handwriting of that era. Oh, ooh. yeah. <laughs> just, um, but um, I, I liked writing uh, short stories about animals and uh, someone said, put them together in a book. And so I really enjoyed putting that together because I love my animals and they all have stories to tell. So how do you come up with the concepts, ideas? Do you, does it come to you as epiphanies? Um, how do you, how do you even, con how do you create the concept of a book? Well, I have publishers asking me to write a book and I do it. <laughs> right. Well, that's today. So that's today. But when you first started, how when did I first started? My yeah. first book was because they asked me to make a book out of those articles I was writing for the newspaper. Right. And so I put together over 800 pages and they said, no, no, we only want two or 300 pages. It took me a year to reduce it to the amount of pages they wanted. And then my husband integrated the photographs into the text and we did all that work. But the story behind that is that the book sold for 1995. What do you think I got? Oh gosh, I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna guess and then Craig can guess. I think you got the way you asked that. I think you got a dollar. Dollar twelve. Dollar <laughs> twelve. <laughs> so I learned a lesson. I learned. <clears throat> excuse me. I learned that you hire an attorney who will read the contract. And he said, if I had read that contract, I would not have allowed you to sign it. The bottom line is that they stopped. That was just before the year 2000. So it was in honor of the millennium. And um, they stopped really promoting it after a while. And so we went and bought all the extra copies they had. And so now you can buy the book from me. Nice. Very, Very smart. Nice. Smart lady. Very good. Very nice. So I want to go back to the creativity part. You've written yes. stories about animals. You've written yes. historical fiction. You've yes. written actual biographies. You've written a fact. So again, I want to go back to how a person can get an idea how to write a book. How, like, how, how does it come to you? Like, so many people probably think, oh, I should write about that. But they doesn't, it doesn't go further. Just like starting a business, it doesn't go further. <clears throat> 
What do you, you don't do? You don't say I should. Hmm. You sit in front of the computer, take a deep breath, and then start typing. And it doesn't matter what you put down. Just let the words take over. Words are exciting, and they will. They'll take over. You start typing, and one thing will lead to another, to another, to another. And it may be just terrible what you first put down, but it opens up your mind. Because if you think of the etymology of the word courage, the etymology of the word courage is care, which means heart. And it takes courage to listen to your heart. But if you sit down and just have peace and quiet around you, be in your room by yourself and just start typing away and let the words take over, you will surprise yourself. It's the process, not the product. Words are exciting. Words have action. They take over. That's what creativity is all about. It's the beauty of the human mind that we have this wonderful access to creativity. So you hear so often, Patricia, people yes. talking about writer's block. So it's wonderful how you talk about get into your creative space and what have you. But <clears throat> if, if a, a budding new writer, somebody who's just getting started, is sitting down and ready to go and they just can't get pen to paper or, or fingers to keypad, however they're doing it now, what do you do? What can you suggest for them to actually get past that? Well, they could talk to, um, they could just, I don't know, record, or record. They can just start talking and record whatever that is that if that's what helps them. You know, it's, it's, uh, I have here, I don't know if you can see it. Beautiful. Yep. Okay. The point of that painting is that I had paint on the canvas and I just looked to see what was on it. And there are actually 12 animals that appeared in that paint. Where did they come from? Obviously, they're in here somewhere, and I let them come through so you can find 12 animals in this extra paint that's all over the canvas. So to, to our listeners, Patricia held up a painting, a very vibrant painting with a number of animals and extremely artistic. And Patricia, you painted that. Look at that. So I see, I see five, six, six, and there's actually 12 in that painting. Yes. And, and they just, you know, this is what happens with words, too. Words take over. Now, think about Hemingway. There was a special on TV recently. Hemingway, the first books, the first stories he tried to get published, nobody wanted them. Mm. And look who he became. It's okay to be turned down. It's okay. Just keep going. It'll happen. And as, as Hemingway said, leave the adjectives out. You know, just put Put action, a people, a people and a time and a place and something happens. Boom. Well, you know what? That's interesting because when in an early part of my career, I do a lot of speaking or have done a lot of speaking pre-COVID and the early part of my career, um, my coaches and my teachers would say, talk about <laughs> the story, but add adjectives, make it descriptive, make it flowery. And so maybe this is a different way of well, it's a different creativity process, I guess, but it's also a different, um, uh, just a different modality. And you then don't I guess want to get lost in your adjectives. You want to put the reader in a time and a place. Hmm. You want them to feel like they're there. And you put right. too many adjectives and, and then you kind of get lost and say, okay, that's where they were going, but what about me? The right. reader has to participate. It's, it, 
the process is the, the writer and the product is for the reader. And it's, it's a therapy for the writer and it's right. a gift to the reader. So have you, and, yeah. sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Keep going, Patricia. It, it's a dialogue. Writing is a dialogue, you with the reader. The writer and the reader, it's a dialogue. Have you been surprised at what comes out once you start that process? Where you're, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, yes. and, and how many times, Patricia, because I'm sure it has, that you've been writing one book and you've got little pieces that you're putting aside saying, oh, that's the next book or that's the next. Yes, I, it, it's happened. Yes, 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 yes it has. And I've, yes. heard, I've heard Stephen King says the same thing. He starts writing one book and then he goes sideways. He's now writes a whole bunch of other books. He puts that book aside and he hasn't come back to some books for 20 years. Yeah, I can relate. I can relate. Actually, um, A Cruel Calm, Paris Between the Wars was based on what I found out about my mother's life before I was born because since she died when I was 18, she never told me. And it took me 14 years to research that one. Actually, I got my PhD doing the research. Wow. Because she wow. lived in Paris between World War I and World War II. And that's when Paris was the cultural capital of the world. I mean, everybody was there from all the different countries. They came there, not just Hemingway, but Gertrude Stein and James Joyce and E. Cummings. And I mean, the list is just... And then you had Lindbergh arriving at Le Bourget Airport. So I, I met his son, actually, and talked to him. But... You know, uh, I mean, all these things happening in Paris, and my mother was there. So it was fascinating. Must have been a fascinating yeah. time. Must have been fascinating yeah. to research and, and write about that as well. So, so what's I your... went back, it gave me an excuse to go to Paris, and I speak French, so. Totally. So how many languages <laughs> do you speak? I'm sorry? How many languages do you speak? Well, it depends on how well. You know, I, I speak French, Italian, Spanish, and English. And you write <laughs> in English. But my my Spanish and Italian get mixed up because similar, similare. So cuando habla español es con acento italiano. Two languages are very close. But right. the French is okay. I kept that. It's all and right. Do you think in English or do you think in multiple languages? I think in English, but then when I have to make a description of something, I might go to another language to describe it. Beautiful. And then translate. Very nice. Mm. Very nice. Well, I want to give us yeah. Yeah, Go I ahead. want to give us time to talk about the book Myth, Magic, and Metaphor, a journey oh, into the yes. heart of creativity. An intriguing title. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, Myth, Magic, and Metaphor was based on a on a class I conducted in Annapolis. And some of my quote students were actually professors from the Naval Academy. And you can imagine how they felt when I start the class by saying, there are no rules. The Naval Academy, no rules. What? Yeah, really. <laughs> but the professor stuck with me. One professor signed up for four of my classes. I mean, he really went and understood what I was trying to pull out. You know, the creativity, it's a question of not teaching a class. You're inspiring your students. You're not teaching them. You're inspiring them. And the inspiration was to write creatively, to listen to your heart and let the words take over. You know, there's a, there's a, that creative muse who lurks within us all, you know, and you can, you can make him go to work. And my, you know, I, as a result of that class, when I moved to La Jolla, I met uh, Richard Letterer. He's a gentleman who's got a thing called Away With Words and he's written many books. Anyway, 
Richard came to me and said, Patricia, I heard about that class you conducted in Annapolis. You need to write a book based on that class. So because of Richard Letterer, I put together Myth, Magic, and Metaphor, A Journey into the Heart of Creativity. Wow. And uh, it is meant to, the book is meant to inspire the reader to be a writer or an artist or a musician. Let creativity take over. Allow it. Give it permission. Because it's the beauty of what's in your soul. It's, it's a beautiful thing that we have to offer as people. Not that my dogs and horses don't have some, because actually I translated a book for my horses last year. Who would have even thought to do that? <laughs> well, my horses said, you know, you write books. It's our turn. We need to write a book. And so I listened to them and I wrote the book for them. And that's called Horse Tales. Mm-hmm. And just, Teddy and Justin come to an understanding. And Teddy and Justin told me what they wanted. And I listened and wrote their stories. And my husband took their pictures. And so their pictures are in the book. That is just they, they had quite a life before they came to live with us. And you knew about well, their lady, history. as I say in the book. <laughs> right. And you knew about their history when you adopted them. I knew some of it, but they, you know, shared more. I listened to them. Horses talk. Dogs talk. Yep. Yeah. They do. Yeah. 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 It'd be, it, it must've been phenomenal. Really interesting actually getting into that space with them. Uh, as you said, you know, we all know our dogs talk to us or our pets talk to us, but to actually yes. get in that space with them and put it on paper, that's amazing. Well, it, it, you know, it's something that needed to be shared. People need to understand and yes, they are rescues. And Justin was named Justin because we literally got him just in time. Oh, nice. I mean, he, he hurt himself after racing for six years. They put him in an auction because he hurt himself and he was a gelding. So what can he do for us? Can't make any money. So, right. I mean, it's horrible, you know. And so he's been with us now for, let's see, he's been with us for 16 years. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. So he's not going to leave us. But want, we've rescued 12. I think that's I think that's just wonderful, Patricia. I think well, your creativity obviously comes out in painting, in writing, in listening, and hearing, and having that still space to bring that out. Um, I think that's just that's fascinating. I think many listeners would probably still struggle with that connection connection to creativity. Want to go back to the naval academy and naval base and the the teachings that you did or the inspirations that you did for those type of individuals they come from a very regimented world right rule based yes. they they don't ha- they don't have a lot of ability to think when they when they're in the lower ranks so how how did you bring that creativity and inspiration out what kind of questions did you get from those people how what kind of what kind of inspiration can you give our listeners well may i quote from president biden of course, go right ahead. Okay, when, when he was vice president, he let me put a quote in my book, Myth, Magic, and Metaphor, and, and it is, the arts are bound to inspire imagination and creativity and awaken as scores of young people a yearning and talent many don't know resides in them. Mm-hmm. That was Joe Biden, vice president. Now he's president, but he's absolutely right. Writing is a dialogue. It's 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 uh, it's the writer to the reader. It's the... It's, uh, you need to liberate the imagination of the reader. That's what you're doing is you're, you're allowing this beauty that you have sometimes with, with what's going on in the world today, mm-hmm. you know, 
when you watch television, you see the news, um, you know, and then you have all these these devices that people use mm -hmm. to fix this or to do that, or, you know, there's all the to do things, mm -hmm. but you need to just free yourself of that and just say, I am an individual. I have a gift. It's inside of me and it's called creativity. It's a beautiful thing and share it. Look what they did in the caves way back thousands of years ago when we were living in caves, you know, it's a beautiful thing. We need to get back to that. And like Joe Biden said in that, in that quote, the children need to be reintroduced to arts. We had that when I was a kid, that's because I'm old, but when I was a kid, <laughs> we had arts in school. We had music, we had art, we had, we had actually drama too. You could get on stage and you could act. Yeah. All of these things need to be encouraged, you know, and learning another language when you're little, you don't question it, you just learn it and you absorb it. All of these things we lose as we get older because we want to have an answer for everything. There isn't an answer. It's the question that counts. Ask the questions. Let the questions go. One after another after another. It's it's the beauty of questions, not answers. Yeah, I, I really love how you talk about bringing out the creativity, Patricia. I think so many people who don't step into a space of creativity, whether it be art or writing or music or something like that, are probably yes. missing out of a, a lot of experience or, or getting a lot of their feelings out or, or a lot of what, you know, makes them feel good, maybe I should say. And, you know, I remember when I was asked to write a chapter in a book and I thought, well, what am I going to write about? And I actually did exactly what you suggest. I recorded because I couldn't write. So I sit down and I just recorded. And it was amazing how it just flowed. And it just felt great getting that information out and realizing, wow, the, the information I have or what I know or what I've experienced or somebody else has experienced is phenomenal. And then recognizing that you're sharing it with other people. It's yes. just a phenomenal feeling. Now, you know what recognize, you know, the etymology of the word recognize. What's the etymology of the word recognize? No idea. Tell know. us. Re conectere, to re-know. So if you recognize something, it's because you already knew it. You just saw it again. Ah, very. And that's very what you did, Craig. You recognized something. Did Something came back that you already knew. And when you recorded it all, it was allowed and given permission to flow. That's I, like how you, I like how you say the word permission, because I think writing allows us to have permission to pause, reflect, and bring it back. And when I wrote the first chapter, I, I was writing in, in the same book that Craig was writing, and I did not ever classify, classify myself as a writer. I didn't think I could write, but talking to you and knowing everybody is a writer in some capacity, in some way, everybody has story. Yes. 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 It was very cathartic. We had the gift of words. I mean, just think what words are. You know, I, I have a whole a whole chapter here on words. Language contains everything from history to sociology, economics, philosophy, religious thought, even stories. Think of the word community meaning common unity. Right. Mm. I mean, language has been used and abused throughout history, but don't abuse it. Use it. <laughs> Right. Well, yes. and Craig and I often talk about using the right language in our business life and our daily life for positivity yes. and positive attraction and setting mindset. And we've talked about that in other podcasts. 
And I am very, very conscious myself about using the right words with my team and my business to inspire them, to keep them going. Um, and it's a, it is a choice sometimes of the words that you choose and how you want to portray yourself or the day, the intention of the day, the intention of the story that you want to get across. So I think you've, you've definitely hit upon the same concepts that we've talked about in earlier podcasts, Patricia. I think words are so, so important to our life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think this has been a wonderful session, uh, Patricia. And, you know, I can thought- I, Can I we add were... one more thing, Chris? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Aspire to inspire before you expire. <laughs> I love that. Patricia, did you come up with that or is that- Yes, I did. <laughs> now, say that one more time. Aspire to inspire before you expire. Lovely. Yeah. Very nice. And that's what you need. And that's what you two are doing. You're inspiring people. Well, yes. thank you so much for coming yes, on to our you. podcast. Patricia, do you want to end our podcast with any other inspirational words or any other thought that our listeners can take with them? I think I just threw it at you. I think <laughs> you did. Aspire to inspire before you expire. <laughs> um, I guess people... People need the security of knowing that there exists an order, a plan, and a meaning to life. And to find the meaning, we must look inside. This is something I wrote down. Creative writing is the food for the life of the spirit. Or it could be creativity on the canvas, the artist. Or even music softens the mind and allows you to receive and feel ideas and emotion. Give yourself permission to listen to your heart and let that creative muse express his or herself. Very lovely. Thank you so Very much, nice. Patricia. Yeah, thank you, Patricia. You know, as, as we were in into the uh, start of this, I really thought that uh, people who are existing writers would be listening to you and want to follow you and, and see how they could further their writing. But I, I really like how we moved into actually encouraging people who maybe aren't writing right now, who aren't being creative, to get creative and be creative and let it flow out of you. So, you know, I think yeah, you have be to so take the how to out of that. <laughs> What's that? Take, take no how to. There's no how to. Right, right, right. To just do. So I, th I think there's going to be many people who want to, you know, follow you from, from this session. So what's the best social media for people to get a hold of you and, and follow what you're doing or see what you're doing or get your books? Okay, thank you. Um, www.literarylady.com. Literary lady, that's me, dot com. And if you go there, you'll see, well, we're going to put the podcast on there too because you're going to send it to me to put on my website. We absolutely if you go absolutely. to the website, then you can get my books there. You can read my interviews. You can correspond with me. I'd love to talk to anyone. Thank you. I, awesome. I love to Very just nice. inspire anyone to just do it. So listeners, no rules. listeners and viewers, take Patricia up on her offer. If you are a budding writer, if you are, if you are trying to write, I'm sure... Just even the half an hour that we spent with Patricia, you can see the depth of knowledge, experience, inspiration that Patricia has for us. So please connect with Patricia. One more time, Patricia, give us your, your uh, website. <clears throat> www.literary, L-I-T-E-R-A-R-Y, lady, L-A-D-Y. It's all one word, no dot in between, literarylady.com. Wonderful. Excellent. Well, once again, Patricia, thank you so much for being with us today. 
And um, thank you. And best wishes for your future projects. Thank you. I have another one in process. <laughs> um, so I would love to have you back on again and talk to talk to us more about um, other things that you've done in your life and uh, and other other inspirational things that you can give to our viewers. Before we finish off in with, advance. <laughs> <laughs> before we finish off Patricia, with Patricia, Claudia, would you like to give us a closing quote? No, you know what? I don't because I would actually love to leave it with Patricia because Excellent. I think the quotes that she gave us today um, far outweigh anything I could possibly say. <laughs> so why don't we have Patricia repeat her quote one more time so we actually do have a closing quote directly from Patricia. You wanted the aspire to inspire before you expire? I think that's Exactly. Right. So who said that? <laughs> Patricia said that. There <laughs> go we go. It. Look at that. <laughs> And That's I awesome. Have my, I have one of my dogs here with me now. <laughs> ah, lovely. Nice. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, Patricia. Um, everybody, do not forget to please like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the notification bell to get updates for our latest podcast. Once again, thank you so much, Patricia. Thank you. Thank Patricia. you.